was made for a time like this but how do i know that this is for me and this is my purpose that's why i pray for major blessings i pray god guided me safely through my adolescence went through many trials and i learned many lessons even when i was lost i had faith and i stayed with it and i finally found me it was easy to do once i realized i See that silver lining Only time can tell if it all goes well Hope I make a difference before I say farewell They say you're the best when you're homegrown And even better from the 850 What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of From Boys to Men I'm your host Terry Mr. King I'm here with my co-host Eddie Bunch Eddie Bunch is in the building y'all And we got a special guest today my boy from the gym, Mr. Terry. Come on, introduce yourself, Terry. All right, what's going on, guys? My name is uh, Terry, and it's really good to be on this show today. Um, really excited to be on here, actually. Show some couple of personal experiences and stuff like that. And get y'all get y'all motivated, get y'all air, start doing things for yourself. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all know this guy, man. Look, I met this guy about a year ago in the gym, and over the time, just growing personally and, and muscularly and body, you know, physically. Mentally. Man, Mentally too, <laughs> like the hard work this man put in in the gym, y'all. Y'all don't understand. For us, how much you weigh right now? Oh, I weigh uh, right now. I weigh one eighty one. One eighty one, bro. You started like one sixty, right? Yeah, one sixty two. One sixty two about a year ago. But as much as a dude, like when I say he put in work in the gym, every day, every day, like. I don't want to do his workouts. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to do his workouts, man. But, but like, hey, man, go ahead and tell a little bit about yourself, Mr. Terry. Uh, so I'm 26 years old, and uh, I've been in the gym for a while, uh, going on like six years. Well, like on and off, because like in the Army, you know, I couldn't really – I don't know. They run too much in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they run too much. So I couldn't really, like, pack on size. Oh, and, yeah. you know, being a little dude my whole life, I always wanted to be the bigger guy. Because I feel like when a, when a little dude walks into a room, he don't really get as much appreciation as another dude that walks in and he's bigger. Fact. You know, like, I don't know. That's how I always feel about it. Little, like, little and big as in height or just, like, Jack, yeah. yeah like, if it, like, and also, like, if you're a little dude, you have something to say in a room. You ain't gonna get as much appreciation as like somebody that's bigger than you if they say something. So true, I don't know. That's true. just how I feel on it. So for me, it was always just I always wanted to be a big dude. I don't know why. Like I just always wanted to pack on as much size as I physically can. And like for the past year, I've been grinding and grinding and grinding trying to get my numbers up. And I swear to you, I'm gonna be getting it. I'm telling you, give me another two years, boy. I'm telling you. So wait, where you where you from? I'm from, uh, actually, I'm from Florida. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm actually from Florida, but I've been all over. I did uh, seven years in the Army, and then uh, I got out of the Army, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. So I got out, started my own business. I'm a pressure washer uh, guy. So I pressure wash, like, commercial buildings and stuff like that. And uh, I do the gym on the side, and... I don't know. It's just, I would love to find a career where I would actually be able to. But, you know, you got to pass that NASM and stuff like that. So I haven't really went to the courses and stuff. Nice. But I will. I will. So you want to sure. be a personal trainer and have your business together? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I'm just tired of being broke, man. <laughs> <laughs> Feel that. Hey, it's tiring, man. That rat race where they got us running. 
Man, it it, it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. Hollywood lied, man. Talking about money can't fix all your problems. It's all a lot of money. It's all a lot. Hey, because look, uh, one of my mentors back when I was like doing uh, network marketing, mm-hmm. he told me this quote. They saying like, yeah, they say money is not important, but it's right there with oxygen. Right. You need it. Right. In order to do anything or survive in this world. That's right. So I was like, damn. Well, times have changed too, you yeah. know, because like back in the day, a man used to be able to leave the house and know he was bringing back enough money to support the kids and wife. Yeah. Now in this generation that we live in, both parents have to work to sustain that household. Right. Unless you got like a, a job that, you know, like you, you have to literally waste all the money that you get going to college, get your job just to pay that back off mm-hmm. and break even just to support your family. Damn. Yeah, when you think about it like that, people don't break even until they're probably in their 50s. But like you were saying, man, it, it's just a tiring cycle because even if you, even when you do get to that point where you pay off your debts mm-hmm. and you got this good job, like being a doctor, a lawyer or something, your job is so consuming that you don't have time for anything else in your life, right. whether that be like going to the gym or spending time with your family or investing in your hobbies. Mm-hmm. So it's like even if you're not financially drained, you're still mentally and spiritually drained. Oh, facts. Because right. I'm not even going to flex. If I can't go to the gym. I would probably kill somebody right now. <laughs> I, I'm being so and look, people don't people don't believe me when I say this. Like, but look, the gym is a place where I can release, and I can I like I don't got no judgment no matter where else right. I go, because no matter where else I release like my my angers and my frustration, someone else going to judge me. That's right. And they go, it's really like I'm, if I try to come up to you and talk to you about like my problems and everything. For guys, most people don't care about us when we talk about our problems, mm-hmm. unless they are psychiatrists or a counselor or whatever. Like, think about it, your parents, your your kids, your 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 significant other, your sister, brothers. They don't really care. They was like, oh, man, you a dude, get over it. And I was like, bro, that's bullshit because uh, I'm a human being just like y'all. I got emotions just like everybody. But like the gym, like I can release, I can calm down. I talk to myself in the gym. People think I'm crazy. I don't give a fuck because look, I got a friend in me, <laughs> and, <laughs> me and look, I know one thing. With God and me, like we got ourselves through every day so of this of my life, and it's on down days. But like the gym and everything else in general, just like, bro, if I can't go in there, oh, oh God, don't talk to me. I might slap you. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that way sometimes. I really do. Like, if I go, like, a week or two without going to the gym, I start getting bitchy. Yeah. Like, for real, I start getting irritated. Like, because I feel like, and you could you could tell the people that have a lot going on in their life about what, how they move in the gym, how they present themselves in the gym, what they're pushing in the gym, how they look, you know, just, you can just tell. Like, yeah. Usually the people that's got like a whole bunch in their life handed to them, like negative energy, that's usually like the biggest dude in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people like, don't believe me when I tell them that. I was like, bro, the biggest dude, the bigger the muscle, the bigger the struggle he went through yeah, in life. For real. But it's just like, a, like Eddie, you hoop. Mm-hmm. So imagine a day you, you like, bro, say you be hooping every day. And that one day you, you been, you've been missing the gym, like hooping for like two weeks. And you're like, bro, I know I need to be in the gym hooping. I need a hoop. It's like it's like also you you you're in your mind you like yourself aware like bro I'm not doing what I need to do Absolutely. this this is my outlet this is where I go to get my peace and reflect on frustration because you can talk shit on the, and and the court you can talk shit and, and you already know <laughs> listen and like 
the gym, like going the hoop is my outlet. Like I haven't been consistent with going to the gym and getting yeah. the weights up yet. But anytime I do go and I hoop, the most quiet dude out there is you know, he's the one who's going through the most, and he also gonna be the killer. Exactly. It's like going out there and hooping. You know, I ain't gotta think about nothing else. I could just focus on basketball. So then it's like I'm playing 2K in real life or something. Right. But <laughs> it's, if I'm going through something, everybody on that court gotta get cooked. Every single, every <laughs> he's like, he's like, you next. Hey, get, right. hey come on. Especially because people think they funny and they want to start talking shit. Like you Ooh. know, today's not my day. So right. I'm like, don't, we, don't start break your ankles. <laughs> yeah. Break your ankles. No, hey, I, 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 I've been there a couple times before, but see, I don't got the skill set. Like I'm, I like technically, I'm the best defensive player you can ever have on your team. I'm like the Tony Allen of Pensacola. You're a good defender. <laughs> I'm the good defender, but like since like my shoulder injuries and everything, I was like, bro, I don't really feel comfortable on offense. Hey, basketball can actually like it could be just as hard as weightlifting. Exactly. It's not harder. Exactly. Honestly, I think get, every you get sport. Somebody that can always take that ball from you. Yeah, that's the hey, that's frustrating as shit. But look, I'll be the person that's going to block you, lock you up. It's like, oh, yeah, then I'm going to talk shit low-key silent. I was like, yeah, what that shit you were talking earlier? Huh? 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 And look, I won't even – he's like, well, you get the ball. I was like, no, I don't need to. That's what my teammates for. It's, right. it's a team sport. I'm going to set a screen on your ass and <laughs> hey, get some up. Yeah, I hate you type of defenders in the what? court, man. Because it's like – Exactly. I'll be trying to break y'all ass off, and then y'all get a little too physical. And I'm like, man, all right, where the ref at? Exactly, because like, I'm also trying to tell people, like, bro, this is not the NBA. We're not getting paid. And you're not gonna pay my medical bills, so don't you foul me hard. Cause if you foul me hard, I'm coming after your ankles. What? Let you go up. And, <laughs> hey, look, I'm the person like this. You show up and try to knock on me. I'm gonna grab you and take out your legs. I won't drop you on the ground automatically. <laughs> but if you keep trying to jump on me, I'm like, bro, you ain't about to just embarrass me up in here. Yeah, I'll punch <laughs> you in your dick. Uh, what? <laughs> on anything. You, you try and you try and duck on me, bro. Nah. If I can't move out the way in time, both of us going down. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna embarrass my ass like that. I'm like, hey, you get hurt. Oh, well, you learned your lesson. Don't go up on me. <laughs> but no, like, all right, so the personal development that goes, like, think about that. All the stuff we do in, like, the gym, like, hooping, lift weights is our outlet. But, like, most people don't really, most guys don't understand, like, bro, it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody. It can just be anything, like, bro. Like, I feel like most guys need a physical outlet to release their stress sometimes because mm -hmm. the baggage that most men so, go something through. Something besides drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel that's where our, our generation is. I think it's really going downhill. Like, it used to be real bad back in the day, yeah. you know, but now it's getting to where, like, even TikTok, Instagram, like, anyone that you look to, their recreational is nine times out of ten drugs. Yeah. You know, like, they don't choose a better outlet for themselves. Yeah. And that's... And that, that is true. That is true because, look, all right, back in the day, I ain't gonna lie. If it wasn't weed or liquor, it was party and it was females. Females yeah. was just another drug to me too, because I think I was a sex addict. Because if I couldn't, I was addicted to something at all times. Like people say, you can't be addicted to weed. I was like, bro, when it numbs your pain from no, you everything can. else, like yeah. bro, it's a something you need every day. Like I'm not really a big drinker because I had got alcohol, alcohol poisoning while I was uh, going into the military. <laughs> So like I don't really a certain sense of alcohol, I can't do it. Yeah, if you if you yeah. use it to like numb a feeling or like you use it as if you use it just for the feeling, it's addictive. Yeah, but like, like, they, that people use it recreational. There's nothing wrong with that. But like like me, I was like this. I smoked from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep, and I woke up. I had a blunt on the side. Uh, <laughs> 
back to sleep. Like and like I was a zombie of my old self and like when and I think about it like the it's it's painful because you'd be like, Man, I could do better than this. But you know you're like, bro, this is the easy thing because I don't wanna feel no pain. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people be look, I had a lot of friends that die from drunk driving and you know and then low key we forget how to express our emotions to the ones that we care about the most. But thank God for counseling and uh the gym, uh, especially God, because He helped me find uh, you know, find me a different way, man. Because like, there's always an alternative. Because like now I'm addicted to the gym. Right. People are like, oh, that's not a bad thing to be addicted to. But sometimes it can't be because I get obsessed with the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to like talking to my counselor. I'm addicted to like different shit now. It's just like once you became an addict, an addict to something, to numb something. You gotta have the exact opposite reaction on the the positive way. To and if you don't, you can you know revert back. Yeah, addiction is just like, you know, what your brain finds comfort in basically, and mm-hmm. when you overindulge in it, it becomes your new norm. That's like, a good way to put it. Yeah, when whenever I went through something, man, weed was my number one option just because right. it's easy. You know, it's I can be consistent with it, but it doesn't take much effort. Exactly. And the issue where it comes from is like. If I can be consistent with weed, why can't I be consistent with going to the gym, going to do some physical activity, or even just investing in a hobby, painting, writing, you know, going to take a little jog, something so that I'm balancing out it a little bit more. But when you overindulge in just one thing, then you become too comfortable in it, that becomes your new norm. And then at that point, you don't want to shake it up because people don't like change inherently. So why would I want to switch it up? And when it comes to drugs especially, if – it becomes your new norm to the point where you can barely even feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's when people start going to the next step to start feeling things. Finding yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been uh, half a year clean now. I haven't touched nothing in half a year. And uh, I will say that, like, I feel, like, a lot better since I stopped doing it. Because I ain't going to lie to you, the strands they got out now ain't like what we had when we was teenagers <laughs> at yeah. all. Listen, it's, it's way stronger, but at the same time, yeah. it's, it's weird. Because I remember... When I was younger, man, I get like an eighth with my friends, and that should last me for the whole rest of the time. day. Exactly. Bro, I could be hanging out with them for another three hours, and I go home just as fried as when we first hit it. Right. But nowadays, that should hit you quick, and then for the next hour, you're just chilling. Then you gotta smoke again. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's on purpose. I see what you're saying. Or, yeah. or to kind of boost up the productivity of it. Yeah. Because yeah. think about it, they starting tax people for for weed now, so it's like mm-hmm. certain states and certain places they they're legalizing it, so they gotta make their money somehow, some way. It so takes it, longer to get out your system too. Exactly. So that's why I look at it like, man, because look. When I first got in the military, I think everybody, when they first got in the military, the first thing they do is smoke weed. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, I, I was still in Cali I at this did. time. <laughs> hey, I was still in Cali at this time, man. I remember uh, one of my friends, uh, his name was Mac. Man, this dude, bro, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy, a legend and everything. And, like, my own state of mind is like, oh, he's this, this Mac. Bro, we were smoking. Bro. So we hit like two, three blunts. <laughs> and then went to McDonald's, got something to eat, came back, smoked again. Well, I tell you, I woke up, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. <laughs> like, people, people don't believe me when I tell y'all this. Like, bro, I was literally paralyzed. I was like this. I'm trying to get up from the like the couch to go use the bathroom. I can't, I'm, I'm shaking to move my neck. I'm rolling, trying to roll my body off. 
That's why they call it indica, bro. What? Leave you in the couch. Yeah. But oh god, it looked, I literally was. I was forearm. I was. I was forearm crawling to to the <laughs> to the bathroom, and then by the time I got to the bathroom, I'm trying to pull myself up. I was like, bro, you sure it was just weed? That's or funny. <laughs> bro. That's when you gotta take a couple deep breaths and like get your perception of reality. I, I thought back. I couldn't breathe. I thought I couldn't breathe at the time. But then like sativa bro. had you freaking out though. Sativa, what? like I remember one time I smoked sativa. I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. Exactly. Like, I didn't even joke that should get you active. Yes. And that's what I used to smoke when I went to the gym. But then I realized like, I don't know, I'm tell I started having heart complications with that yeah. shit though. I'm telling you, like it was weird because I ain't never felt like weird off of pot you know i was always just i'd hit it i'd feel immediately good right but now i'm telling you it's just new stuff you hit it heart attack like what yeah i'm telling you it's like you be hearing your heartbeat it's, it's really like the scene off of friday <laughs> like what's that yeah <laughs> friends <laughs> <That's my heart. laughs> but no but i think it really it's just like that uh mindset shift when we go from basically something that we know is not good for us to something that's like that's going to be more beneficial for us in the long run. Like the gym, run and painting, everything. Like it's like really, they say like if you don't use it, you lose it. So if we actually use the, the talents that we got, because literally we're limitless beings, we got the potential to do anything we want to put our mind to. So when you put it, if you envision that, that means anything we want, we can learn, or anything we need to do, we can learn. It's just about just. We're creatures of habit, like you said. Until we shake up that norm and make this new norm, the new old, the new norm, it's just like we're in a constant battle with ourselves. And I think people that like the people that are addicted and the people that are in the gym all the day, every day, they're both doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They both battling themselves. And look. Look, God be beside you on both sides whenever you're doing both, going through both battles. But, and you I, can hear. I hit. fully support pot um, yeah. to the fullest. Yeah. I believe that pot does give you uh, some medical benefits. I do, 100%. Facts. I think that I think elderly people should definitely smoke that shit. I think my mom and my grandma need to smoke some weed because, Loki, they stressing, the, they stressing me out my by stressing themselves out. For real. But, but for younger generation, I think that it, I mean, if you want to hit it, that's whatever. But don't go to the extent of like waking up in the morning smoking two blunts. You know, I think that, like I said, I, I see the medical value of it. But like coming from somebody who, I'm telling you, I I would smoke at least like over an eighth a day, mm -hmm. at least like easy. Yeah, like and you easy. Don't, you don't even notice it. No, like expensive. before, yeah. Before I left high school, like I wasn't, I was, I was smoking, but it was more of like a occasional thing. Like whenever I'm hanging out with my friends and you know something to do before we actually do something. Yeah. But once I got to college, man, I started smoking like, like yeah, I could cop zips day. with my friends, and that shit is gone by the end of the week, right. man. Like I'll, I'll be at work, you know, I'll get my schoolwork done, but it became a part of my routine, and I became like addicted to it, and. You know, it wasn't until I recently started uh, counseling that, you know, he challenged me. He was like, you know, you've been addicted to it for a good two, three years now. You know, like, how, who are you when you're not high? Like, who are yeah. you when you're sober? And, you know, I've been going through a rough patch, so I was forced to, like, give it up for a little bit. But during that time, I've learned that, like, mediation is key. Yeah. Like I can I can still smoke and indulge in it, but not become obsessed with it and have to rely on it to feel normal right. and feel Max. good about myself or what I'm doing. So like if you do want to smoke, 
you know, just make sure you're watching your levels. And like you said, like sativa could kick your ass. Oh, what? So the hybrids too, man. What? Oh yeah, I like a good hybrid. And they put you on your shit. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, you need to like you need to be aware of it. Like if I'm gonna go to the gym, I probably don't want to smoke beforehand. I'm gonna let right. my body get like those natural mm. those natural chemicals, and then afterwards I can smoke, let myself calm down, and then find something else to do. Thanks. Like it's all about mediation. I used to smoke when I woke up. Before I went to class, after I came from class, before I went to work, shit, I used to smoke before I go to my plug. Then I smoke <laughs> on my plug, leave, go straight to work. On my break, I'm smoking okay, again. Yeah. Right. Bro, like it, it's bad, man. And like I used to use it just to like numb out my pain and all the stress that I had to go through. Yeah. And like that's why I feel bad for a lot of people who are addicted to it because I understand and I've been there. It's it's just yeah. like something. And it's you rely not on. something easy to give up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Like they say, oh, it ain't as bad as pills. It ain't as bad as I. It ain't the fact that you're fighting like the THC. It's just the fact that you're fighting the the the, the feelings. Like who yeah. who you are while you're high is just you feel so relaxed and like euphoric. Yeah. But you, you when you're sober, so you like those thoughts come up and you have to fight them. Like you have to face who you are mm-hmm. in those moments when you're not high and you're not numb. Facts. Cause like, That's right. I think my uh, like one of my mentors like back when I was working like everybody gonna know I had a lot of jobs, <laughs> but like. I used to work in a jewelry store and everything else too. But I remember one of my mentors came up there and saw me in the, in the he's like, he smelt it on me. He's like, he's like, I ain't got nothing against weed. But ask yourself this. Is there anything bad about it? He's like, no, not really. But what good does it do for you? I was like, he's like, it really doesn't do shit for you. But like, it just noms you. Mm-hmm. Noms you from the stuff. It's basically like a pause button, I feel like. It's like, okay, I put all my problems on pause while I'm high. But after I get after the high leaves, I gotta face my problems still. He's like, if you just go ahead and face them now, that's less bullshit you gonna have to deal with right. later on. And I was like, damn, hit me with that nugget. I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, you've been stalking me or some shit. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, you funny because certain people in your life, they know what you're capable of and where you should be at. And then there's certain people that will actually push you to better yourself. Yep. Because they see, like, oh, you're falling to the rut where mostly everybody else is. And you you had these certain goals. You're the one that told them they, your goals. Like, hey, man, this is what I'm planning on doing. And they hold you accountable. Like, those people are needed. Right. And that's, just, I think that's something lost in this generation. Yeah. Too. Everybody's so worried about their their self. You know, they're not really worried about everyone else. But they're they're failing to realize that if you bless the people around you, and set them up, right they up. will set you up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's, that's really lacking in our generation. Fact. What do you think, Eddie? Man, I feel like, like I said, like you need people who give you good advice, but also I feel like those learning moments where you know, you're put in a situation and it really forces you to think about it, those are also key for your growth. Exactly. Like, when I was still, like just this past year, when I was still smoking all the time, you know, sometimes I would go out, or if it's family or I'm with my girl, you know, it's like, I need to go smoke before we do this. Exactly. And they would look at me and they'd be like, you know, like, what's what's the issue? And I'd be like, oh, you know, like my social battery ain't high or, you know, like I'm just not feeling it. Really, it's just I don't feel like myself because I'm not high or like I'm coming down from it. So I like to go recharge real quick before we go and do something else. And it's like. I feel like I got to the point where I couldn't even like enjoy the presence of people who I cared about if I wasn't high. Damn. Yeah. So that's true. like I had to reevaluate 
initially, like, you know, my family or my girl, they'd be like, oh, like, you know, you, you want to be around your friends more than me. And like, no, nah, it's not like that. I'm telling you, like, it's just it's just the weed. Right, like, yeah. that feeling makes me feel like I could do anything in the world, but at the same time, I had become so addicted to it that, like, it was the only thing I knew. And now, like, I, you know, I still smoke a little bit, but it's nowhere near the levels I used to. So it's like I'm able to tell myself, like, no, nah, like, I'm good right now. Or, like, you know, I could go do something and not feel like I need to go smoke right beforehand. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with smoking a joint right after work. No, no, no. I still relax. Yeah, that's I that's don't like, think there's nothing wrong. You don't put in all that work. You put in all that work. You deserve. You're dang right. You deserve to relax. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can let somebody get drunk, why can't somebody get high? Mm-hmm. You know, much safer than drinking too. It is. I, it's it a really double is. standard. It's a double standard on that because mm-hmm. like people are oh, you 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 high. You're you, you are, You're under the phones. <laughs> you're a piehead. <laughs> I was like, bro. But he's over there in the corner, like, can't even hold his head up. Exactly. Man, when you when you like used to the weed again, it, it, it's no. Yeah. You, I, I don't know. I could function perfectly. Like I could drive much better when I'm oh, high yeah. than when I'm drunk. Right, be a little better. slower at it the pedal. Ma- yeah, ma- uh-huh. ma- all right. Have anyone else had this problem when they was high? Because like like you said, driving wise, like you be feeling like you're speeding, and you look down at the shit, you like. You actually doing the speed limit or some shit, or like you think you're doing the speed limit, but you going like slow as yeah, shit. Yeah, you going like twenty miles like, under. I'll be like, oh shit, hold up. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking now. I was like, and that's just because you chilling so much. But like vibing. on that same note, if I if I'm listening to some like hype ass music, I'm going to whatever level <laughs> that music is going, man. Well, like, hey, if that shit is, if it's bumping and it's at max volume in my car, I'm probably going like 15, 10 over the speed limit shit. minimum. Because like when I used to go down from to Miami and stuff. I kid you not, this was my whole fucking thing. I had to smoke beforehand. I smoked in between. But when I'm driving, I'm making sound effects and everything. Like every time I cut someone, I'm like, shoo, shoo, shoo. It's like I'm playing a video game because like I'll be locked in. Like I'll be like, I'll be, when I say I'll be locked in when I, I used to be high and driving. And then it's just like, oh, it made, it made it seem like the drive wasn't as bad. But then later on, when you, you out of weed, you got to drive back and that shit, that's 12 hour drive, you're like, but this shit's hell. Hey, yeah, yeah, but I'm tell you one thing. If you got long trips though, it will make the time go by. Like so that. <laughs> you smoke one blunt, and then that hour and a half, two hours that you was expecting to go by in thirty minutes. Like nothing. Exactly. Especially listening to some good music too, man. Because I live in like my family's in South Florida, so whenever I drive back home for the breaks and everything, oh, you be hitting the fast music. Yeah, I got it. I gotta smoke Ooh. something, man. Like. Especially this little stretch of the panhandle, oh, that yeah. shit is killer. That's the, wor- that's the worst one because when you get to like Gator Alley and go to the Turnpike, mm-hmm. bro, that's a straight shot after that. Right. That that's like the that's like all right, you already know. Oh, I'm almost home, and mm-hmm. it's just three hours. Boom. It's just that. Uh, I hate that feeling whenever uh, whenever you're like driving and then like you. Uh, Cop gets right up behind you, what? and he's not even trying to pull you over. But you out here, you trying to throw shit out the window. <laughs> yeah, you getting it ready, man. Yeah, you getting but, ready to hurry up and hide it, and he just goes right around you. Heart, he leaves your ass with your heartbeat. Heart, what? <laughs> but no, as a matter of fact, hey, I don't know if the most people know this, but like the update on iPhones, like actually the uh, new map, it actually shows you when they got their radar on. Cause, yeah, because when I went out to Orlando for Halloween. It just kept telling me a uh, speed trap ahead. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is a speed trap? And I slowed down a little bit just to see what it was. It was literally a cop on the side with yeah. the, the gun. I was like, oh, shit, don't tell me this shit done got the hack for yeah. not knowing where to, to slow down at. Dang, you sued yet? 
Huh? They ain't get sued yet for that. Cause no. sure, I used to have to download apps. And I know they got that, that pig and everything. Yeah. yeah, they got it on maps now. Yeah, they got Google it on maps. maps. Yeah, yeah. It on Google maps now. Yeah, so I was, I was like, they don't fucking change the game. So there's right. actually no excuse for somebody to get pulled over <laughs> for speeding on the interstate as long as you got your Google Maps on or mm -hmm. your your Apple Maps. There's no excuse. <laughs> Cause look, even if you high as shit. If you don't break that speed limit, you ain't, they, you ain't got they ain't got to worry about you. But she, like like you said, but like nowadays, like when I do smoke occasionally, it's just like it's just it's really just to relax now. It's not because like oh I'm trying to numb my feelings. I'm expressing myself. It's like mm, I'm like man, I just need something else to relax. Makes music good though. What sure what makes music? The food. What? Yeah, and if you're a bulker, I highly recommend it. So if you go into the gym and eat. you need a bulk, <laughs> eat some get you a good indica real quick. Because you can yeah. smack down all that food with oh, ease, yeah. man. It don't matter how much or how bland it tastes. I eat, it should um, be good for you. I eat 3,000 calories. Actually, yeah, I ate 3,000 calories um, earlier. Like, I've had two meals so far, and I've had 3,000 calories so far. Damn. And I got to eat, the couple, you gotta eat like, two or three more meals. Damn. Probably be They're probably going to be about... You're gonna jump up like cow, yeah. you're gonna jump up like twenty forty. I'm trying 20, to hit two hundred pounds. Yeah, you should jump up twenty pounds. But I ain't like like you said with the music and shit though. With we like I ain't like if anyone listen to Young Thug, I'll let you know this right now. If you listen to him sober, it's one thing. If you listen to him high, you understand everywhere he's saying. Mm -hmm. Or listen to him fast. And his music be popping too. Exactly, and it, it actually makes sense when it's like when it's fast and everything else too, because you're like, damn. It's crazy how much the rap scene's changed since Ooh. it was back in the day. You know, because back then we had, uh, <laughs> well, we had what Gucci Man, Lil yeah. Wayne, yeah, and well, Lil Wayne. I mean, he he ruled. I like, think Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, and Wiz Khalifa, Drake. and Waka Flocka really came out and made more push more of the weed mm -hmm. and the music than anything else. Yeah, because Pussy Money Weed, all those shit. Wiz Khalifa, think about Wiz Khalifa. Waka Flocka. Yeah, he was all about uh, <laughs> Ganja, Snoop Dogg. Is that now? Snoop Snoop is a godfather of <laughs> of, <laughs> of marijuana usage and everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, even watching anime and movies while you high, th th that's something I do miss a little bit because it it gave me a clearer perspective. Because like, it's more like I'm in tune with like the feeling of how they're saying different things. First time to rewatch it over and over again to actually understand certain stuff, but like anime, Naruto, like the only reason why I even got into Naruto. Should get you in the field. What the I like only Naruto? The, exactly, it was, it was I like a good Naruto. one. It was a good one. Like I was just a Dragon Ball Z. I was, look, I grew up in the nineties. The anime I knew was Rowan Warriors. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had uh, it's the one Dragon like, Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z for show. Sailor Moon was good, but uh, been, been a hockey show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You hockey show? That's yeah, my no, shit right no, now. No, there's, there's one with like these guys that like went to the, a video game. They were green guys. I can't never think of the name of it, but like there's that's another anime we, I used to watch, and they came out with uh, Thundercats and everything again and all this shit. So like when it came out of Naruto, I wouldn't give it a chance because I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan, man. What you talking about? Goku over everybody. Mm. I wouldn't even give it a chance. But I was literally high one night. <laughs> look, my sister knows. Look, it was like over ten years. My sister tried to tell me about it. My homeboy, he was my roommate. He was trying to tell me about it. Put me on. Like, I had blonde hair and everything before I actually watched Naruto. And then, like by the time I actually watched Naruto, I was cutting off my blonde hair. And I was like, damn, 
Yeah, Naruto was a shit back then. I, I literally was watching it while I was high, and then the first, episode, first three episodes got me in my feelings. I started crying, <laughs> and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was so good. I woke up thinking I could talk Japanese. Damn <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, oh, I understand, I understand what they say. Oh yeah, cause look, it's like all the dub was gone. So I woke up, I heard Japanese talking. I was like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, he talking this, that, that. that. I went and called my sister. Literally, I was like. I can speak Japanese. Right. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" See, I feel like that's a byproduct of like <laughs> therapy as well. Like yeah. being able to feel your emotions instead of yeah. trying to numb them out. Like weed just makes your experience so much better, and that's why I like it in mediation now. And I'm also trying to like re-add it back into my routine. Because yeah. like instead of just numbing everything that I'm feeling out so that I don't have to deal with it, I feel all my emotions, and then the weed like it just boosts whatever experience I'm having. Rather than completely like blocking me from it. Yeah. Now my brother, he smokes. He smokes weed every single day. I mean, every single day. And he is one. I will tell you one thing. You ain't never gonna see an uh, angry pothead. No. Never. You will never see it. Now you may see him bitchy when he gets off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's coming down from his high. <laughs> when he dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever he, yeah, you may see him a little, little bitchy, but but as far as like when he's on it, now I've seen angry alcoholics. Oh yeah. yeah. I, it, I still yeah, feel bad because that's on. No angry that's on like drinking like that for real. Cause get me out of my character. Gets me sick. What? Cause I knocked out this dude in Seville one time, and I thought he almost died. <laughs> no, I'm being so serious, y'all. Y'all, y'all think? <laughs> look, this is back when I said blonde hair too. So like, y'all understand? I still, I still got like a sore thumb. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a six four black guy with blonde hair, and I had one of, uh, I had a fanny pack before. Like fanny packs really start popping. It was like it was, met- it was like a metallic color, so it was really shiny. But the dude always drink on me and my homeboy, so I go upstairs like, "Bro, what's up? What's the problem?" And everything. This, that, and the third. He's like, "Bro, nothing." But he was with somebody I knew, so I was like, "All right, yeah, bad this slide." Mm-hmm. So I, had, I literally had two homeboys go the other way, so he cut off, so he couldn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he kept talking shit, and low key. I'm drunk. I was sipping on gin. I was sipping on a little bit of everything. Look, I had white, brown, all different <laughs> things, and I was like, I was still behind him. I was like, "Bro, I try to let you go." I tried. I tried. So next thing you know, look, he, I was like, I'm sitting there right behind him. He turned around and said, night, night. And I was like, and I hit him with the, like, the side two of my fingers. Mm. So I ain't hit him with like fully flush. I'm so glad I didn't. Because as soon as I hit him, I saw him falling to the ground. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I run downstairs. I was like, got my homeboy. I said, bro, we got to go. He said, what you mean? I said, I think I killed him. He said, kill who? <laughs> I was like, bro, you got to go. Like, literally, as soon as, I, he's like, bro, what you talking about? I said, bro, I just snatched him. Because he's talking to some females. Look, he's the one that got the drunk drink wasted on him. So I was like, bro, we going over there because he wasted a drink on you. And you ain't even up here. And you over talking to some females that we already had bad a couple of fuck, a couple months ago. Bitch, come your ass on. Oh, you going to get love. So look, got to the car. I was literally walking out Seville. Here come the cops and the ambulance going upstairs. I went to the car. I was like, fuck, I can't go back into Seville. I got to let it cool down. Fuck that shit. Literally found out the next week this dude was passed out for over 10 minutes. He was passed out for 10 minutes? They was like, he peed and he shit on himself. They Damn. say they used to use the smell salt and everything. They put his finger in his chest and all that shit. He wouldn't wake up. And I was like, bro, I seen him sitting outside afterwards. And like, literally, there's nothing but blood pouring. And like, he was with his girlfriend, too. So I noticed, I felt bad for the dude so i was like bro that wasn't me i'm not a fighter i don't like fighting and then i was just like 
liquid courage. That hey, that liquid courage. What you know how they how like sailors and shit used to call liquor spirits? Oh yeah, bro. I swear that should do something different to you. Cause like even last night, man, we went out to the bar and like. That's why I hate those tight spaces, because even if I try and let people slide, like, then they just start pushing it. And now you like, all right, so at this point, you either trying me or exactly. somebody <laughs> needs to move. Right. And when you get that annoyed with that liquor in you, that's when you're, you're ready to do anything. anything. Like, yeah. you just act first, and then you think later, like, oh, yeah. damn, like, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. Facts. That's facts. Because yeah, dude in red jacket. <laughs> nah, <laughs> oh, I, I got to say. That. <laughs> the dude in the red jacket almost got his ass whooped last night. I kid you not. <laughs> if he would have bumped up to me one more time. Right. It, and it's worse because, like, people don't even be saying excuse me. Like, if I hit, if I bump into somebody on accident, I'd be like, oh, like, my bad, my bad. You know, like, we we just in that tight space. Yeah. But people will bump into me, step on my damn shoes. It is the same person. pushing around. Same person over and over again. He's doing that shit on purpose. That's I had to check my pockets. I was like, bro, you trying to pick pocket me or some shit, motherfucker? I ain't with that shit. I was that's, like, that's I, I, funny. I stab you, my kid. See, I didn't really. We didn't. I didn't. I grew up in the army, so like from the age of eighteen, like I went straight out. So like I've only been out of the army for like two years, so I didn't really get to like go out and party and you know do all. That. Plus, I was married at the time, so you know how that goes. You can't go to a bar whenever you're married. Mm-hmm. You know, that's frowned upon. So I was like, you know, but we had military balls and stuff like that. And I'll tell you one thing, if soldiers are ignorant whenever they get drunk. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Bro, the less I'm of it you have, you. the wilder you act once you get some in you. Mm-hmm. Bro, you, you seen the video with the, the people at the Christmas party? It was Navy people. It was in Hawaii. Like oh, they, they got drunk and like they end up start fighting the people in their own command and yeah, everything. It's mm. funny. I'm telling That happened when I was out there and low key that's with my ship. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like I was like, girl, y'all making I'm like, You bro. had Alpha Company out here fighting Bravo exactly. Y'all on the same team. It's great though, because like afterwards everybody done got the ass kicked. We're all hugging. Exactly. I love you, man. I love you, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't even do it. You the only family that got. That was great. Hey, so let me ask y'all something though. Okay. It's like with all these other things in life, like especially drugs and alcohol, being consistent is easy. But one thing I've always struggled with growing up was staying consistent in the gym. Mm. Like you, you know, I, I was a skinny kid for almost my whole life. So right. once I hit like middle school, I was like, you know, I don't really want to be this skinny no more. Like I want to put on some weight. Even when I tried, you know, it, I wouldn't get no results. So then mm. I just get tired of it. And if I set, yeah, if I go right to the gym and like you know, my goal isn't even to put on weight, it's just to get in there and be active. You know, one day I just can't do it or something come up, I won't be there for another like month or two. Right. So how do y'all stay consistent with it? And like, what what's your thought process? What do you do or what do you say to yourself to make sure that you get up and go? All right, you want to go first or you want me to go first? It don't matter. Um, I'll let you go first. Well, for me, consistency for me is you're gonna miss a day, no matter what. When in doubt, out of the month, you're going unless you're Brad Castleberry, you know, because he goes three sixty five full day Crazy. every day. Damn, crazy shit. But I, uh, for me, it don't matter if I miss a day, as long as I'm there the next day, and I make up for the slack that I knew I lost that day prior. Because no matter what, let's say I miss one day, it ain't gonna hinder you from getting any more gains than you did from the day before, and like no matter what. You can miss yeah. two days in the gym. It's not going to hinder you from getting any more gains that month. One day is not going to – it ain't going to hurt you. But it's really just – you just really got to find – it's just – it's here. It's that, it's that drive. Yep. Like you just really – you just really got to want it. You know, like it's, it's the difference between do you want to stay healthy? Do you want to be a legend? You know, there's like 
how bad do you want it? If you if you only want to be healthy, you don't got to be every day. You don't at all. You want to be a legend and be something great, you got to really work as hard as you can for it. That's yeah. how I feel about it. See, it all changed with me. Like, I think because playing sports in high school, like, you required you to work out and, like, lift weights. So it came normal to me. But I was skinny as shit still until, like, 2012 I gained some weight because of the military. But then I lost it because I started playing basketball again. Like, really doing all the cardio, it just sort of shredded me because, like, I stopped going to the gym. I was like, bro, I'm just going to hoop. I ain't going to do this and that third. But it really comes with, like you said, it's a mind shift. Mm-hmm. It's like a switch. You got to shift in your mind. You flip your paradigm. But uh, one of my friends sent me a video called of Eric Thomas, How Bad Do You Want It? And that's what opened up the whole motivational speaking and everything to me because I was like, bro, this – this this is like how people want to express themselves. It's like keep me drive, get me motivated, got me pumping, it got me going in, dedicating my time and time and time. And like Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither would anybody's body be built in a day. And it's funny because like sometimes you would be like, you can go three months straight and don't see no results, right? But look, if you went that next day, right, and kept going, you realize you just jumped up like 20, 30 pounds. Right. That's why sometimes you gotta take the photos, the monthly photos and the weekly photos. Because your eyes is not going to be able to adjust to how you look at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. automatically. So if you take those photos, that will actually help you a little bit too. And really it's just a dedication because it's consistent. It's consistency. Yeah, it's consistency. Like you're going to have to miss it. You're going to miss some days because there's going to be some days in your schedule just ain't going to fit in. But really, once you make it a lifestyle choice, because it's really just a lifestyle nowadays. It's just like priorities and prioritizing stuff. Cause look, everybody got 24 hours in a day. It's just how you choose to use them. You can get up early and go to the gym, or you can go late as night. That's why I go to a 24-hour gym. Cause mm-hmm. that way, no matter how my schedule may have fluctuated, you can still go. I can still get in before the shit closed. But funny thing about it, you know that high you get in that uh, that feeling you get when you're smoking weed for the first time. Like, damn. I get that same rush now from you lifting can. weights, you can and get high from it. I get high like I'll be like I'll be in there, but like yo, yeah, because I, I know I'm doing something closer towards my goal. I was like, bro, the world's gonna beat you down regardless, so I might as well strengthen mm-hmm. myself up and beat my ass before they beat me, <laughs> mm-hmm. because like now I'm like I got calluses. Really, once you build them calluses on your your hands and your mind, <laughs> it's a wrap. No matter what nobody say. Like, oh, hey, yo, I got an hour. This is my hour for me, and I'm in the gym. I'm like, look, I just not recently got up back up to 200 pounds. I used to weigh 155 pounds before I went to the military. That's where I'm at right now, man. Bro, and really, you don't tell you the secret and the cheat code to that shit? Because I think everybody in the military kind of learned this shit. And any people, you know they had to make you drink all that water? Mm-hmm. All the time, you always had to keep your water bottle filled yeah. and everything? The amount of water you drink is big on how you grow your body, yeah. and not only that, the, how you eat. Because like we have so certain amount of time to eat, but I ain't gonna lie, I snuck some peanut butter, some bananas, and some cookies back all the time. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter, <laughs> good. Uh, all the ban- like eating, eating a real healthy meal and like have your diet set up right, bro. It'll be like that 
But really, when you start drinking a lot of water, it's like your muscles actually get they get hydrated enough as it's supposed to actually be to actually grow. So it's just like you got to water your body just like you water a plant. Yeah, and uh, you don't really need as many calories as a lot of people say. Yeah, like you, an average person, male, needs twenty eight hundred calories. Yeah. So that's just to maintain your body weight. But most people don't even eat that a day. Yeah. So you guys should look how many calories you eat a day. And she, it's really it comes down to like, bro, all right, you look at what you ate this week and calculate your calories for a whole week. See so every day what you ate, what you ate, what you ate. Say, so yeah, okay, this one I ate. Now let me add a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. Just do gradually adds, bro. I'll, all of us in here were skinny guys at one point. Except I'm still skinny. It's true. Me too. Like <laughs> I may have some male booze right now but <laughs> but look if i show you a picture of me <laughs> at least three actually three four years ago back when i was still like, smoking all the day bro this chest was not here like as quick as you can gain it the quickest you can lose it uh really just bro it's about what you want like you said if you know what you want go get it no matter how long it take Put it a goal and write it down. And follow follow people that do it. Like I know for me, I go home every single day, and I used to watch like football. I used to watch like football. I used to watch like basketball. You know, what I'm saying stuff like that. But now I do nothing but watch weightlifting, strong men, yeah. fit, fitness influencers. You know, Greg Doucette. You know, I think <clears throat> I think he's actually a great uh, a nutritionist. Greg D said this because and he is right you know you don't need all those calories all you gotta do is add 300 calories 500 tops and you'd be surprised how much weight you gain and then whenever you see that scale start just staying the same add about 300 more calories to it you know then when it starts going back up and, you go, and then you're gonna be like well dang now it stopped again add 300 add more 300 more calories to it because if not you're gonna build so much fat then you're going to have to cut. And then when you cut, you're losing the muscle. I mean, you're going to burn the fat, but mm. you're going to lose the muscle as well. Yeah. So it's it's really – like for me, I know I'm probably going to hate myself later for it, but I don't care. You know, I'm 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 probably going to eat around 5,000 calories a day. Damn. I don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, I'm trying – I'm going just for – I don't care if I look like a hamster. I, I'm going <laughs> – <laughs> I'm going just strictly for strength. Like I want my numbers up. Like uh, that's what I want. Cause, you know, because like most people say in the gym, like if you if you lift like a bodybuilder, you'll get the bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. You're like you gotta lift heavy to be get big. Right, Ronnie Coleman. But it's all about like being consistent. Like really, sometimes you'd be fun. It'd be if you actually go in the gym and look. Some of the biggest guys in there be lifting the lightest weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's time and attention with them. Yeah, so it's time and attention. So sometimes, uh, yeah, just work out every little bit of muscle. Mm-hmm. It's like really sometimes it doesn't matter how many, how much weight you're lifting. It's just how much reps and how much the yeah. the mind to muscle. They're half repping because, yeah. you know, they're trying to keep like with the attention. Chest, like for power lifters, you know, we, we just want three white lights yeah. or two white lights, excuse me. But power lifter uh, – uh, 
bodybuilders, you know, they, they majority like whenever they do a chest press, you know, they're they're not going, they're 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 going not all the way down. They're, they they want to keep as much tension on that chest physically possible. And even whenever they go up, they're not they're not pressing all the way up. They're just barely at the top. You know, they want to keep as much tension. Like they're 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 skeptical on every single thing that they do compared to me where. I pick up heavy things and I put it down. You know, it's, it's, it's easier for me. I just have to eat like a lard in order for me to keep up my gains. Right. And that's some, like that's some motivation too, and just consistency. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, you know, you struggle too with like just relying on alcohol or drugs. Nobody's asking you to completely cut it out. Oh, no. That's just that's just that, damn that, impossible. Impossible. It's but hard. Like, to I, I still turkey. I still smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I'm an occasional smoker, but I don't smoke as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also get an accountability partner if you're trying to get in the gym. True. Because if you got an accountability partner, because right. one person like that's you know like hey man, he gonna keep me serious, he gonna keep me focused, he gonna like hold me to whatever I say I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. That person gonna get on your ass when you don't show up. And the good thing about that too, you get to go on their ass too when they don't show mm-hmm. up and do what they supposed right. to do. And once you start doing that, you be like, bro, I don't went from being. The the underdog to like, hey, I'm the protege now. Right. So it's kind of when I say it's kind of cool. And plus, I, I like that feeling whenever uh, you're lifting weights that no one else in the gym's like thinking about even picking up. Exactly. Like, I love that feeling. Like, I mean, my weights aren't like it's a dick measuring contest in the gym, y'all. Yeah, it's a dick measuring contest. Y'all. It's always, dude. It's always the biggest dudes in there too. I swear to you. They be like, what the fuck, this little dude doing all that weight on there? Yeah. I'll be, hey, to be honest, I'm on my machines. I'm trying to just. You're trying to bolt. And that trying, is a difference, try, hey, too, yeah, because he, hey, he's bodybuilding. So the majority of his stuff, he, he, ain't, he ain't messing with the pop, bar. Pop, pop, he's pop. messing with dumbbells. He's messing with machines, cables. Ooh, That's damn. all he's messing with. Look at this chest this pop boy on flexing him. on the line. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, but, we including that in the somewhere. Bro. <laughs> That's funny. Bro, I. I Really, I learned. I love the personal growth I got with coming in the gym, and I love the personal growth I got from the, like therapy and everything too. But the real thing that's going to help anybody is their mindset, and the only way you can strengthen your mind, you got to start reading books. I hate reading still, but I force myself to. But you know what? I got to start looking at it in this way, the positive way. But I get to read a book today, so like now how I trick myself. Like to my son, I'm still reading the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, let me read you this book today, and so I get to read to him because I'm trying to tell him he want to be a superstar. He's like, bro, he says he's gonna be like Nick Cannon and Steve Harvey. Like when the mask thing come on, he got this whole thing. He he already put a blanket around there. He think he got a mask on. He's like, ooh, oh, ooh. so I was like, bro, you want to be? A, I'm trying to teach him ahead of time because like, hey, if you want to be a superstar, you got to be able to read. You gotta be a good reader. You gotta be able to, you can read them prompts all the time. You gotta be able to have a strong mindset. You gotta understand different things. So I'm like, I'm reading to him to actually, I'm strengthening myself by actually trying to teach him. And sometimes that's the same, that's the best thing to do. When you try to mm-hmm. get something, teach somebody else how to do it. If you try to teach somebody how to do it, you automatically like become second nature to you. Yeah, I think reading is like an understated part of child development, man. Right. When I was a kid, I used to love reading, man. I, Harry Potter, I read the entire series in like two weeks. Right. Like, that was the kind Damn. of shit that I was on. 
It was, Wait, damn, yeah, two weeks. Bro, hey, listen, that's all I used to do. Like, and I, I used to have video games. I used to like playing them. But like, if I got the real good book that I was interested in, not even just like self development, like little fantasy ones, you know, things that could capture my mind. Mm-hmm. I get in there, I read all of it. Then you know, I I do a little AR point system. You know, I oh, put yeah. it on the test. And then them books are like on fifty points. One. Them books like fifty points. It's too, more satisfying bro. too. Whenever you like, because anybody anybody can sit on the couch and watch TV, mm-hmm. but it's not not many people can finish a book. It's not mind engaging. And like, even though you know TV is like something you relax to. When when I'm reading, you know, you get your mind involved in it. It just feel like your mind is getting mm-hmm. strengthened. You know, and I I used to love reading, and up until like I had to deal with fucking depression as a kid. And then I just stopped. And that's when I started seeing, like, my motivation to do good in school and everything start dropping. And I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just something that we should be more aware of when we're raising kids. Because yeah. personally, that was a huge step for me. And I still use words and phrases and things that I learned when I was a kid growing up. People always be like, oh, you know, like, you sound, like, way smarter than your age. It's just the books, man. It's just the it's books. It's just the books. It's just the books. Because they are, man. I think when Grand Theft Auto came out, and like really, a lot of you, you can look at this. A lot of these video games, sort of, they made it so start like so attractive to distract everybody else from doing what they're supposed to do. And I feel like the personal development from some of these video games is the reason why we got the society that we're in today too, because we ain't got as many readers like we we should have. Because like think about it, Grand Theft Auto Three was the shit. Yeah. Hey, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, bro, this is my first game I ever seen. Like, what? Picking up a hooker in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and this is that time before I even knew what sex hey, was. That's funny. My cousin showed me that you guys said, hey, bro, all you got to do is just, cause he's like, put your car right here. I was like, why? You see the girls walk up, and you hear, you hear the noise and everything. I'm like, you, my eyes light up like a, like a kid. like, Oh That's shit! This funny. is like porn, <laughs> but then, but look, like kid, like the game systems these days, and the games that certain kids are, are like exposed to at a certain age, mm-hmm. where they shouldn't have been exposed to. I feel like that sort of trickled down yeah. into the development because you see what happens now. Like everybody think the everybody think life is Grand Theft Auto. If you look at like the social medias and everything else too, it's like this: getting money, fucking hoes. Fast cars, speeding, and robbing and doing stupid shit. Like, you know, the rappers got a lot to contribute to that as well. Like, you was talking about how Lil Wayne yeah. kind of pushed that a long time ago. And then, you know, like, all of them really did. Yeah. You know, and, and it's getting to where even the country music now is oh, yeah. not country music. Yeah. At all. Rock is not even rock anymore. It's all about every every music industry now is about. Sex, drugs, and That's it. weed, and like sex, drugs, and like, like this is a whole bunch of shit. Like, see, and I want to touch on escapism because I feel like that's what most people are doing when they rely on those drugs, those alcohol, and also watching TV, playing video games. It's just you're trying to escape from your stress. Yeah. So like. That's understandable because we all human, but you got to do something healthier than that. If you want to go escape from your reality for a little bit, go outside, take a walk. If you don't want to do that, meditate, read, you know, find something productive, write, listen to some music, you know, something that it still has your mind engaging, but it's not necessarily like debilitating. Like you're not doing anything else and it's just a mindless activity. Right. That's true. 
So that's a really good idea. That's actually a good way to quit too. Yeah, because yeah, like when I when I, I struggle do something with it, because huh? usually nine times out of ten when you smoke and you do something, it makes that activity nine times more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you completely take out any other areas of that and it's just you alone smoking. Oh yeah, you just sitting there. You just sitting there, and it doesn't it doesn't improve like at no. all, Mm-mm. not at all. No. And I used to love playing video games just because, like, and this is after me reading all these, like, fantasy kind of books and everything. So, like, it just translated. I go and I play Grand Theft Auto. I don't have to worry about none of my own problems. This is about Nico yeah. Bellic now. Yeah. So I could go and do whatever I wanted in that world and have no worries and also not have to worry about what I got going on. Yeah. Then as these games just get bigger and better and more connecting, you could just delve into it for hours, not having to worry about anything. And yeah. even if you don't play video games anymore – people try and find an alternative to what they were doing back then. You know, something yeah. that they could just mindlessly participate in for hours, not have to worry about their own problems or anything, and then come back to their reality whenever they feel like yeah. it. Yeah, because, like, look at Grand Theft Auto now and, like, even, like, 2K and everything else, too. They online parks, how you personalize everything. Like, bro, it's not really you, but you can go out there and, like. It's hyper-real. It's hyper-real. Hyper like you said, hyper, uh, like, the real estate, the internet real estate, basically. It's like you're making your own your own avatar and like that's you and that's that's your your world when you're escaping your own world. Like think about it. If I knew people gonna pay me to play video games back in the day, I would never gave up my video games. Right. I was like shit. The way people say, bro, video games gonna be a waste of time. Uh nowadays like they got more encouraging more kids to actually stop reading more play more video games and everything too. Like me, when I escape, I go to the movies. Because, right. like, I have aspirations to be an actor. I have aspirations to do little different things and everything. So I was like, yeah, man, one day I'm going to be a, like, up there with Will Smith and Denzel. And, like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to be bigger than everybody. But, like, when I watch a movie, I like, people understand, I go to the movies by myself majority of the time. I go to the movies, like, during the daytime, and I sit there and watch the movie. And I just be like, there's nothing else going on. It's just like I turn on my phone. It's just me and whichever reality that I'm watching right now. And I put myself like, bro, yeah, I be doing that shit too. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so funny because, like you said, when you escape reality, it's like everything else goes away. But as soon as that <laughs> reality is over, you're like, damn, damn, now, now fuck. I got to go back to this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I got to go back to deal with everything else. And instead of, like, just addressing it and, bro. Thank God for counseling. <laughs> yeah. Bro, like, bro, I'm scared for, like, when video games become so realistic that you could play them in, like, virtual reality and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if I had that back when I was 13, dog, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been doing shit. Like, I started playing basketball in middle school and everything. That would have been dead. You I would have right. just sat in my room as soon as I finished my schoolwork. Shit, probably not even finished my schoolwork. Just go hop in the game because it's so much easier to participate in something like that yep. and just forget about yourself than it is to, like, consciously face your problems and allow yourself to feel all those issues and then release them. And, like, like you said, like, counseling and therapy helps so much because it teaches you the skills to not only just feel what you, you're going through every day, but also releasing it because that's the most important part. Yeah. Uh, when you take everything and you just internalize it and you're not able to release it, that's when you start delving into escapism more because you're trying to run from everything. But when you're able to release it, you're able to fully participate in the things you care about without trying to escape from who you are. It's more like it's just adding on to your life. Yeah. I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with the parents that we had as well. Because I don't know about y'all, but my mom would 
kick that door and then be like, all right, now it's time for you to get your ass outside and play in some dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, what? now it's like this new generation, they're so concerned on they're being on their phones. Well, let me let me order some food to bring to the house, and they don't want to deal with the child, so they'll just put the child in this room, and that child is sitting there for hours, and, and, hours, and they they just check on him every now and then. Yeah, you know, so. I, I did that a couple of times with my son, but then I start like literally when he get home from school, if I'm there, oh, we going outside. You want Roger four wheeler? Yep, Roger four wheeler. I'll be outside watching you, but like me, and then I start playing soccer with him too. Like, oh yeah, you supposed to be practicing, man. Look. Last season, you didn't score no goals like you wanted to. You scored one. So you say you want to be the best. We go outside and work. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, you go inside. Yeah, he played a game with his, my grandma on the phone. But that's – my grandma, she old. She don't want to do nothing. She plays solitary on her phone. She let him play. She's like, I want peace and quiet. <laughs> I'm like, he a kid. That's the best time <laughs> That's the best time to do it is at the grandparents' house. What? Yeah, yeah, well, you can just pass them off for easy. Yeah, what? they do. Yeah. But, yo, like – the key for children, I feel like, is just, like, checking in. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, like, when I used to read all the time, you know, I would just be in my room for hours doing that. So my parents became accustomed to me kind of being in my room all the time. Yeah. But when I got into video games, it trans- like it went from me doing those mind-engaging activities to doing the mindless ones. So now I'm playing the game, not even with friends, just three for four hours, just doing whatever, Damn. especially Skyrim. <laughs> you know, was, I, could, I was playing Skyrim, like, two, three times a day. Minimum. Skyrim's pretty fun, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, like, it had so much to do that, like, I would go in there and find something. Even if I beat the game twice already, you know, I go on my third playthrough, I find something new to do. But, like, my brother, he's a a athlete. You know, he get all his work done. We check up on him every now and then just to make sure he's good. And, like, video games isn't an escape for him. It's just to connect with his friends and play. So anytime he's playing, he's on the fucking party, just chopping it up with them. Yeah. I think if you're going to have your kids play video games, then that's the model you need to follow. Like, instead of it being escape, have yeah. it be something that connect them with somebody else. Even if it's not, like, other friends, have it connect with themselves right. rather than yeah. trying to run from them. Yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, good thing you was on that that wave because I was looking at, like, a lot of people use these, these new games, like, online things to escape who they are, like you said. But – they're scared about other people's opinions of who they are. Mm-hmm. So once you get over this fear, I'm telling everybody right now, I don't care. I'm looking at every camera. <laughs> Fuck what everybody else think of you. Fuck what everybody else's opinion of you. Even your parents, your friends, whatever. What you think of yourself is all that matter. Fuck everybody else's opinion because everybody's opinion doesn't matter. You got to live your life. Mm-hmm. They can't live your life for you. You can't live their life for you, them. So literally, fuck what they say. If it's something you're passionate about, something you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck they say, oh, man, that's weird. That's a bro. Everybody was weird in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their own things they do that is going to sound crazy to somebody. But fuck them. <laughs> like dead Anything ass. Is possible. Fuck them. When you stop being judgmental of others, you stop being so judgmental of yourself too. Exactly. Another thing that like therapy helped me like become equipped to because it was like, you know, if I see somebody out in public and they're doing something weird, you know, I can observe that and be like, Oh, okay, that was weird. But when it's I start now. Yeah, but like when I start making fun of it, it's you you know, that's just an insecurity of mine coming out. Like I couldn't be doing that in public because I would feel embarrassed. And it's like mm. also you can have friends that you surround yourself in love, right? Yeah. But if those friends are making you feel insecure about who you are, those not really your friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. By the time Find you're 50 ones. and you got a family, 
mm-hmm. how many people from your like mid 20s are you really going to know how many of them are you going to be in constant communication mm-hmm. with and how many of them do you even care about their opinions at that point because you got your own life set up and now you're worrying about your kids Facts. like we become so entrenched with how others view us that like we stop remembering that it's all about our like our lives yeah. like mm-hmm. you are the main character in your own life and even if somebody doesn't like you Fuck they don't em. have to be in your life <laughs> and that's that's one thing i do struggle with is uh i don't know why i guess it's anxiety coming out but it's like i always like you ever been in the gym with your headphones on yeah and you just know that some bitch in the corner is looking at you talking shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't stand But that. think about it. I started thinking. my pet peeves. Yeah, and I started thinking that too. But then I started thinking, I was like, man, you know what? They probably ain't even talking to me. I know. That, so it's like really we got to get ourselves out of our own mind. Every time. And just allow life to just happen and just be in the present. Be more present in ourselves than we are with others. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but y'all. Yeah, but actually, we're going to have to go ahead and cut this one short. But we're going to actually have – bro, I love this episode. We're going to have to continue talking about this one eventually. So, you, uh, Terry, you got to come back. I will. Oh, you will? Gotcha. I'm going to try to come back. Uh, I'm going to try to hopefully gain 20 pounds. That's my goal. All right, what were you saying? But yeah, I'm, I'm going to try – hopefully, I'm going to try to get my numbers up. Right now, my deadlift is at uh, 540 – or 556. My Damn. My – Bench press is low. It's like two seventy five, and that's more to me. <laughs> squat is I'm I'm about to hit four oh five. So okay. I really Dang. I'm telling you, and I'm only I only weigh well at, at that time I only weighed one seventy five. So I'm thinking like when I hit two hundred, I'll have a little bit more more with the good yeah. to be able to push some heavier weights. So right. that's my goal. I'm gonna shoot for it. So hopefully when I come back, you know. I'll be able to fill this camera up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Eddie, what's one of your goals you want to have before, you know, um, Terry get back? Man, right now, especially coming into the new year, I'm just trying to establish, like, a routine that works for me. Like, okay. being able to work, wake up at a certain time, you know, eat right, go work out, and then enjoy my life. And by the end of the day, you know, I'm satisfied with what I did every That's single right. day. Right. I ain't got to sit there and think, like, oh, like, man, I, I should have did this or I wish I did that. And that even, like, accounts in the social anxiety, man, because I understand, you know, being in that being in a situation, you feel like other people are making fun of you. But, you know, I just try and draw that back. Like, you know, they could be making fun of me, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's just them projecting whatever insecurities or fears that they may have onto me. So if they want to talk about me, that's cool and fine, but I'm still doing good over here. Right. If you want to be, like, all, all jealous and, you know, toxic over there, you can stay in that energy. Facts. So right. just trying to keep that mindset and that routine every single day. Facts. How about you? Damn. You gonna pack on size, strength? Well, hopefully, yeah. I say by next time he get back, you know. You need to do a show. <laughs> you really do. I don't know, man. You try to do a show. I might. I'll try. I'm. I'm. I'm make that one of my goals. But I actually, uh, recently just wrote uh, a goal list out for me and my son. So. I'm gonna work on that. Uh, okay. I said I want this to be number one podcast. That's right. Uh, Clothing line to be successful when it uh, re-releases. Uh, I said I'd be the best dad. Talk to my kids every day and everything. Hey. But uh, also hold my son and everybody else accountable. You know, for what they say they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like my son said, he wanted to be a superstar and he wanted to get 80 AR points. Mm-hmm. So um, we're trying to hit that goal right now. He That's has 69. Right. Uh, but we're gonna hit that one probably before he can get out of school 
so he got like a week to read a lot of books. Okay. But I tried to tell him, get that Harry Potter book real quick and read it. Hey, but uh, he's in first grade. <laughs> but uh, I told him, don't let no book, no, don't let no limitations on other people oppress on you. But uh, yeah, my real goals is really just, you know, better my best every day. So next time y'all come on, uh, I would be the better version of myself than I was today. That's right. Yes, sir. But thank y'all again for tuning in to this episode of Pushing Goals. Yes, man. I I, well, you got to say that again. Hold on. You got to say that again. Pushing goals, not negativity. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, I'm rocking with it. But thank y'all for tuning in for this episode of From Boys to Men. I love y'all. Be safe. And make sure y'all check out our next episode. Peace, love, and happiness.